rehab, short-term rehab, skilled nursing facility, sniff. In the words of one of my clients, it's just another way of saying nursing home. Have you had a good experience in rehab or a bad one? Because when my client's husband ended up in the hospital and the doctor said we're releasing him to rehab, my client said, no way. I'm your host, Valerie Lynn, and in this episode, we're talking about alternatives to the new nursing home and tips if you have to go. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Hi, and welcome to the show. First, and probably most important, I am not a doctor, and I am not giving medical advice here. What I'm doing is hopefully helping you to advocate for your loved one. If you've been tuning in, you're probably familiar with my company, ClearPath Senior Living Solutions, which I launched back in 2015 to assist families with navigating the complexities of assisted living and memory care, along with some other services. Through the years, I've witnessed families struggling with tough decisions, particularly when it comes to transitioning to assisted living or memory care, usually following a crisis at home, a crisis often triggered by a fall or illness. And unfortunately, about 90% of the families I've worked with, and I am not exaggerating, almost all of them have faced challenges with short-term rehab stays, some more serious than others. So In today's episode, we're going to dive into some of these stories, but also explore alternatives and discuss how you can advocate for your loved ones. Okay, but before we do that, I want to give a huge shout out to caregivers, to the staff that are working in the skilled nursing facilities, because literally almost every single one that I've met really, really wants to do a good job. So I want to give that shout out before we talk about some of these complaints, because it could be a little uncomfortable, especially if you can relate having worked in a skilled nursing setting. Okay, so let's start with an easy one. (laughs) I would say it's a common complaint, and that is lost belongings. I would actually love to have a staff member from a skilled nursing facility come on the show to maybe give some insight into why this is such a common occurrence. It is such a big complaint, and and that is clothes getting lost, clothing getting mixed up. So you go to visit your mom in skilled nursing, and you're like, whose clothes are these? (laughs) And they're not the roommate's clothes, right? And then the other really big complaint And you'll know where I live when I tell you how many lost Seahawks jerseys are out there. (laughs) So yes, I'm in the Seattle area. I am a Seahawks fan. But just imagine your mom or dad's 
favorite team shirt or sweatpants and them getting lost and how upset that you would be and, of course, your mom or dad would be. (laughs) So this is definitely, I would say, one of the most common complaints. And, of course, this doesn't just happen in the skilled nursing setting, but that's what we're talking about today. The other complaint that I hear a lot is with the quality of food that residents are unhappy. And of course, good nutrition is essential for recovery. So that makes this a really significant concern. One family I worked with shared that the SNF wanted to put in a feeding tube because her husband refused to eat. And she said, listen, he eats fine. He just doesn't like the food. So she declined the feeding tube. And a week later, in his new home, which was an adult family home, he was cleaning his plate. So let's talk about this one a little bit. You absolutely can bring your loved one their favorite food, food you've prepared, food from a restaurant, you can bring that in during their stay. Obviously, you want to keep dietary restrictions in mind. And many SNFs even have a private dining room for a change of scenery. Another option that you can at least ask about is that many skilled nursing facilities have little cafe style areas, or there are some skilled nursing facilities you're going to hear me call them skilled nursing facilities or SNFs for short. That's the the industry term. But some of the SNFs are also attached to assisted living buildings. And so they usually have a nice little cafe area, or they could have anytime dining in their dining room on the assisted living side. So that's something you can ask about. Most likely that would be you going and purchasing that and bringing it to your loved one. But again, it's something that you can try. Okay, so we're going to move on now to a couple of really tough care subjects. And the first one is that many families report their mom or dad are not being encouraged to maintain mobility during their recovery, during their stay at a sniff. And of course, this is extremely important in rehabilitation. So if they're not feeling well when it's their time for physical therapy, then they may miss that opportunity for movement that day. And understandably, as a family member, it can be really frustrating when your loved one is discouraged from walking and You know, the saying holds true. If you don't use it, you lose it. So families get really confused by this because they're there to recover and get stronger and better, and yet they are discouraged from that mobility. I think that this is really one of the reasons that many families share that they feel their loved one actually declined during their stay in this way. Now, there are some things that you can do, and I would only recommend doing this after speaking to the physical therapy team at the SNF, and that is 
Are there any exercises or stretches that you can help your loved one do in between those physical therapy sessions? And most likely there is at least something that you can help your loved one do. Okay, this next one is really, really uncomfortable and upsetting for families and patients alike. And that's the prolonged wait times for assistance with basic needs like using the restroom. This is not only distressing for your loved one, but for you too. I can only imagine sitting there as one of my clients did for about an hour watching her mom unable to continue to wait to use the restroom. And this daughter couldn't do anything except what she had already tried to do, which was continue to press the button and go to the nurse's station. And in the end, her mom didn't make it to the restroom, and they were both incredibly upset. So there are a couple of things that you can ask about in advance. And that is the possibility of having a portable urinal, which by the way, they make these for ladies. And I can tell you, I wish I knew about that when I was in the ICU several years ago, because a bedpan did not work for me. (laughs) And I can tell you the nurse wasn't very happy about that. (laughs) So uh, there's also a bedside commode. And again, all of this depends on your loved one's particular needs and abilities, but it's certainly a conversation to have. I absolutely could have tried. There was no reason I couldn't have tried a female urinal when I was in the ICU, but it wasn't anything that was offered to me and I didn't even know it existed. So at least it's something that you can ask about. And I think even in asking about really any of these things. You're just improving your chances to have a better experience. So these are just examples that illustrate some of the challenges faced in skilled nursing facilities. And while there are other concerns, it's also not all bad. There are so many examples of excellent care out there. Unfortunately, many in the field are overworked and juggling dozens of patients at a time. So it's no wonder that families recount less than pleasant experiences. Ultimately, it's crucial for you to be aware of your options, some of the questions to ask, and to advocate for the best care possible for your loved ones. Okay, before we talk about the alternatives, I want to pause here because there are two major considerations finances, and your ability or desire to be a caregiver, which let's face it, you probably already are. In many cases, Medicare or supplemental insurance will pay for that stay in a sniff. So you have to ask yourself if finances are a concern, and if they are, then you may opt for that rehab stay to save a little money. If your only other option is for your loved one to go home from the hospital, then that may mean being a more involved caregiver. And you may be just overwhelmed at even the thought of doing things like helping your mom get dressed or take a shower. And listen, that is also completely okay. 
again, like we talked about, caregiving is a really hard job. And that goes for you too, as a family caregiver. So I don't want you to feel bad if you can't imagine providing that type of care for your loved one. Okay, so let's talk about two alternatives to skilled nursing and rehab that might be available for you. The first alternative is most likely available to you unless you live in a very rural, rural, (laughs) that word is very hard to say, rural part of the U.S. And that alternative is home health care or in-home care. In this scenario, your loved one is discharged from the hospital back to their home or maybe to yours, and you bring in home health care or in-home care or maybe both. It really just depends on what your loved one's care needs are. These are two very different services, and I'll put a link in show notes to an episode that talks about these options in more detail. You're actually going to find a ton of resources for today's episode in our doable download, so make sure you check that out. In most cases, this option requires paying out of pocket for the services. Of course, if you're able to supplement care, then the cost is going to depend on your ability to do that. So, for example, you might have home health care managed medications or a catheter, and you might hire in-home care for showering, and then maybe you can handle the meals and the in-between times to cut down on the costs. In some cases, Medicare or Medicaid may actually pay for some of these services and may even pay you to be that caregiver. There are also other benefits, VA benefits, long-term care policies. Of course, you know, all of these programs vary and depend on your loved one's qualifications for them and individual policies. And... A few of those, actually everything except Medicare, could possibly help cover this next option. So the second alternative to a stay in a short-term rehab is an assisted living that is able to provide a very high level of care, or if you are as lucky as Washington State is... (laughs) the adult family home. Other states that do have these call them residential care homes. And I have to say that I do feel that we are very lucky in Washington state because many of these homes are run by nurses. All the homes are required to be overseen by a nurse, and that's called nurse delegation. I think I need to do an episode on that. (laughs) And so... They have that close connection to a nurse. And many of the homes also have in-home doctors, which are usually nurses overseen by a doctor. It's very complicated. (laughs) But the good news here is that they can handle that higher level of care. And they also have a really high staff-to-resident ratio. So it's in some homes, it's one to three. So it's one staff member for every three residents. So if you're lucky enough to have these in your area, then it's definitely something worth checking out. I will say from a financial perspective that some of them 
may not take Medicaid, as we mentioned earlier, but VA benefits and also long-term care policies might be able to cover some of the costs. Either option is going to have to do a nurse assessment. And and actually, this is any of the options that we talked about, the in-home care, home health care, adult family home, and community. They're all going to have to do an assessment to determine whether or not they can provide that care. So I think the takeaway is just that there is a possibility and If you would prefer to go that route, then it's definitely worth checking into. I think it's also important to point out that continuing recovery in an adult family home or an assisted living doesn't have to mean that that's a permanent move. Many residents have gotten better and then moved back home. So you're sitting in the hospital. And the social worker or the doctor says they're writing an order for rehab. And you've heard some of these bad stories. So you're not sure what to do next. The client I mentioned at the top of the show had more than one bad experience with more than one family member in a skilled nursing setting. So when it came time, for her to be that advocate for another family member. The doctor came out and the doctor said rehab. She said no. The doctor said, you can't take your mother-in-law home. She said, watch me. The doctor said, you can't take care of her. And she said, oh yes, we can. And she did. She had what my very good friend called a Shirley McLean moment. Now, I am not a doctor, and I cannot guarantee that your loved one won't have to have a stay in a skilled nursing facility. But you may have some options. And if you don't, hopefully these tips can help make your journey a little more doable. Today's episode is brought to you by ClearPath Senior Living Solutions. ClearPath helps families find assisted living, memory care, and other resources. Find our contact information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable.